This podcast contains explicit content, language, and sexual situations. It is intended for adults 18 years of age and older. These thoughts and opinions expressed are not those of any specific employer, group, or individual. Fed up with the rat race, we decided to sell everything and move to Cancun, Mexico. Now we do what we love. Work, party, and play at the Desire Resorts. After 16 years in the lifestyle, we thought we saw it all. We were so wrong. So wrong. Oh my God, so wrong. Now we want to share the fun that we get to have every day. So come to room 77. Let's play. May is going to be crazy. Mayhem May. Mayhem May. My suggestion to both of us is to start doing cocaine now (laughs) so that we're used to it. (laughs) By the time May hits and all of those people that have been emailing us and texting us are going to show up at once. I'm a little intimidated by it. Well, we already have like four or five bookings for May. And then all the other people who are like. We're already there. Yeah, we already booked. Well, it's going to be crazy. Getting strong now. Like I'm training for it. Like Rocky. <laughs> what is this song for Rocky? Which one? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Or Creed. One or two. <laughs> Three is Eye of the Tiger. No, not that one. The, uh, where is Eye of the Tiger. No, 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 no. Yeah, no. yeah. No. Hey, you want to hear a funny story? Don't hate me. Hey, I got to tell you this story. Well, let me start. For, there's so many things to cover. So many. But first, I'm going to focus on one important thing, and that is Malibu Strings airtight gear. I don't know if they'll approve that one. <laughs> But I got to talk about airtight because a lot of people keep asking me about it because we sort of talked about it in episodes and then we never brought it up again. Here's my question to you. And I have not asked you this in our normal marriage life. Right. Because we don't talk to one another. Do you ever, are you ever sitting around at any point in the day or night and say to yourself, I could go for some anal right now? No. That's sad. I, I don't know. hear anymore. No. Let me finish because I need to prep and we've been through this. So I don't care about the prep. Are you ever just sitting around going, I'd like something in my ass right now? Hmm. I don't know. Maybe that needs to happen because I have a lot of people making a line for airtight. Okay. okay? And if there was any perfect week to make airtight happen, it was last week at RM and at Pearl. (sighs) So good. I mean, there were so many opportunities. There were so many horny swinger, crazy people there. Lovely, crazy though. I almost lost my mind. So Tuesday, right? We have the workshop. It's packed. Overfull. Overfull. Way overfull. We had four. That was 17 couples, which we've never done before. (laughs) You were using water bottles. Yeah, I had no, had nothing, we had no, not enough supplies, but, but we were in the pool that day and we were meeting a bunch of people. Great people. Great people. I had crushes on so many people before the workshop even began, mm-hmm. right? So many crushes on some ladies. I had a few man crushes going on, mm-hmm. especially my big tan friend. <laughs> And his wife. And everybody knew in the resort that I had a man crush that would not leave his side. Yes. Well, he was calling you his new best friend. Yeah, but he really loved me. He really did. And I loved him back. (laughs) I know you did. So anyway, we had a good time. And then we met some fans of the podcast, which is always amazing when they come up and they start quoting things. I have to immediately start going through the library in my head of what the fuck are they talking about that I was talking about? Because I don't even remember what the fuck I was talking about. (laughs) But it made sense to them. And now I can't look like a complete moron. Like some people will come up and they'll go, Malibu Strings. That was the best one. There was actually a whole bunch of Malibu Strings people. Yeah, there was. A whole gaggle of There was a gaggle, yeah. But let's get back to airtight. Okay. We do the workshop. And my man crashes in there Mm -hmm. with his wife. And uh, uh, line one, line two. Yeah. Line one. 
on Twitter. That's her name or their name. Also, fully in love with them. Yes. We had to make room for French Canadian couple. Yeah. Now this woman. Also so tan. Also so gorgeous. I would catch eyes with her from across the resort. And she had such a dramatic, beautiful look about her. I thought that she was gazing deep into my soul. And we would begin to start running slowly (laughs) towards one another. That's what I thought in my head. I could not stop looking at her. She looked like a movie star. Yeah. And every time I brought it up to somebody else, have you seen those people? And they're like, yeah, she's stunning. And I was a little territorial. I was like, hey, (laughs) back back the fuck off. (laughs) We're kind of a thing. Yeah. I don't know if you got the newsletter. Anyway, they were in the workshop. Yeah. Everybody's in the workshop. So this thing just turns into very, very horny group of people. Yeah. 17 couples. What is that? Like 56 people? I think your math is correct. 56 people bumping, grinding, except my man who got a little bit shy mm-hmm. and they had to go and take it back to the room. And it just hurts me. Were they in the lifestyle or no? I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so either. Who knows? Workshop ends. I'm like, let's go check out this jacuzzi because shit's going to happen. <laughs> shit's going down. We get to the jacuzzi. Skies open up. Starts to rain. Foiled again. <laughs> Foiled again by this tropical climate. Mm -hmm. We go eat and we sit down with our new friend, Jeff and Karen. Yes. We have an amazing conversation about science and Brian Cox and Neil deGrasse Tyson. Well, you didn't. I did. (laughs) Physics and space and a lot of different things. Anyway, that ends that night. Now, we we go over to Pearl. We have to go over there at one night, right? This goes bumping and grinding. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm like, I want to go up there in the DJ stand. Now, most people want to DJ. Right, not you. No, that's not my jam. No. But you know what my jam is? Light bright. Playing with the lights like a two-year-old. I I might buy them a touch screen. I know it's way out of our budget. (laughs) (laughs) But it's actually going to be for me. Not really for them. For the one yeah. one night a month that you go and play with the lights. Yeah. So anyway, some dude comes up to me and he's like, hey, man, you suck at this. And I'm like, What? What are you talking about? He's like, you need to stop. Let the DJ do his job. And I'm like, what do you, I don't know what you're talking about, man. He's like, you just need to give it up, man. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. I'm not DJing. I'm just playing with the lights. And he goes, oh, all right. Will you tell the DJ to play I'm Kissed by a Girl and I Like It? (laughs) Did Uh, that just happen? Yeah. I almost got fired (laughs) over that song (laughs) by you, dude. Come on. So anyway, so we go back to to RM, right? RM is hopping this week, right? This week. It, this is two school nights. Yeah, we're just balls to the wall yeah. at this point. So we go back to RM, right? Now it's Thursday and uh, those hot people are all still there. Yeah. Nothing scared them away. <laughs> By 4, 15. Yeah. 15 minutes. We still have 15 minutes to go. The class is overfilled. Yeah. Pulled all the mattresses out of the playroom and Everything. just made a giant. It's just it's giant. Just I mean, crazy. if you were ever going to have a giant orgy <sighs> with look, 17 couples, which I think is... 60 or 70 people. Three people, yeah. Yeah. So we start the workshop. And so my tan man, Mm -hmm. I got the DJ before the workshop. I was like, listen, there is a person in here who's a little shy, okay? (laughs) And the lights were a little bright on Tuesday. Uh So I want to make sure he's taken care of. So I want to turn those lights down. So I was like, what can I do to turn these lights down for this couple? At the end of the class. Because you really wanted them to stay and have I wanted them to stay and have a good time. I could tell they wanted to, but they were just a little bit... In the spotlight. I think we were in 15 minutes and they started fucking in front of everybody. (laughs) God damn it. And I look at you and I look at them and I'm like, the fuck is this shit? 
They're fucking. They're fucking. So uh, what can you do? I, I know what I do. Grab their bodies and grind them. That's you what jumped I d- on. That's what I did in this situation. I jumped on. <laughs> you jumped on. But for very shy people, I said to them, you've come a very long way <laughs> in 48 hours. A very, very long way. <laughs> and I'm proud of you. Yeah. I mean, you did great. I just sat back and watched that room erupt into a giant room of sex, right? So good. 17 couples, 100 people total. It was just amazing. Anyway. They were so, such a great, easy group of people. We had so much really fun. Were. And this is so unlike me on a school night, especially at RM. Yeah. I'm like, I can't get to that jacuzzi fast <laughs> enough. <laughs> no, I'm like, do you want me to go down and order you a coffee? You're like, no. No. Go get to that jacuzzi. To jacuzzi. <laughs> I go to the car, put all the shit in the car, and I come up the stairs, which, by the way, I almost die every time. So- almost die every time. And I'm not kidding. I need a Sherpa. I need to do it in summits. Oh. Like, I need to come up some stairs, acclimate there, uh-huh. and then I need to move on to the next summit with my Sherpa. I'm just saying an elevator. It's not the worst idea. Okay. I just, I'd rather have a Sherpa. <laughs> so you get up. So I get up and I see your legs first, right? I always see you first because I love you. My eye goes right to you because you're the hottest girl there. Fuck off. And I'm always like, who's that? Jo- oh, <laughs> it's just my wife. <laughs> it's such a lie. It's not a lie. Aww. I see you all the time. Aww. I'm like, oh, I'd like to have sex. Oh, she she's, won't have sex with she's me. She's my wife. No, she's my wife. We she don't says, have sex. I already know that the answer is no. <laughs> Too tired. (laughs) Hey, you want to have sex? No. But will you give me a massage? No. Looks like we're both going to sleep. (laughs) That's true. So, uh, you know, I make it up to the final summit and I see, do you remember the scene when the Titanic went down and all the people were in the water? It was just all (laughs) just a bunch of screaming people in water. Yes. That's what the jacuzzi looked like. (laughs) It was. It was overflowing. <laughs> it's overflowing. <laughs> that people the water. were standing around the side of the jacuzzi yep. and just leaning on it. Now, this usually just grosses people out. They're like, that's too full. Dove in head first. Yeah. Now, this is what I learned. I'm not usually a fan of the RM jacuzzi. Why? It's a bit shallow for me. <laughs> Everyone always says that. But this one is at about ball's length. Yeah. So if you do get aroused, your cock comes out of the water. <laughs> Which I found that I enjoy. Like a snorkel. Yeah. <laughs> you enjoy. Why do you enjoy? Um, I think that erect penises are, they're like flags that say, hello. Party's here. Yeah, we're here. And that particular day, so, so hard. Your penis is in a great mood. It was in a fucking phenomenal mood. Spoiler alert. This ends with the quickest sex I've ever had in my life. <laughs> ever. I mean, I think less than a second. We'll get to that in a second. Anyway. I'm cruising around. And when I mean cruising, I mean, I'm really cruising for sex. Yeah. With a hard penis everywhere. Just bumping people with it. I'm talking to this couple, that couple. And your tan friend is there. He's there. His wife's there. She wasn't my best friend yet, but I was trying. Mm -hmm. Right. She seemed a bit shy. You were just groping everyone. I was. I was uh, just having a good time. I mean, we don't ever go to the jacuzzi at RM. You're a whore. I like it. There's a lot of people I didn't even get to. Uh-huh. That's how crowded it was. Uh-huh. So I'm on my way out. I'm done with all these people. Did we launch that night? Ooh. Yeah. So yeah. we had to get the, our shit together. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> so anyway, so I'm getting out and this girl approaches me. 
And she's really cute. Really cute. I don't even know if you know the story or what happened. I'm right? trying to think. I don't think I do well, know the story. Well, you definitely weren't there for it. She walks up to me. And she comes. Well, she comes out, out of the ladder, which why they have that stupid fucking ladder. <laughs> it's like from a 1980s pool in the middle of this swanky. Well, you're literally like climbing out from your shins. Yeah. So yeah. it doesn't. It's, it's like. It's a ladder that needs one step. So I get out. Right. And then she's coming out of the ladder. This lady. I'm going to call her Karen because okay. I need her name. She looks at me dead in the eye. She says, I haven't met you yet. And I said to myself, well, you're pretty sassy. Ooh. So I said, well, why not? She said, I don't know. I saw you around, but I didn't <laughs> say anything. I said, well, I'm leaving now, Karen. <laughs> so your time frame is up. This window is closing. She pointed out her husband. He was, they were talking to another couple down there who were fully clothed in the jacuzzi. I was just about to say, was she naked or? No. Yeah, she was naked. Okay. I honestly don't remember. She may have kissed me, but I don't think so. I'm not <laughs> I'm not quite sure. As I'm playing it back in my head, that might have been fantasy. She says, I haven't met you. That's my husband, Jeff. Right. And I introduce you. I say, hey, that's her husband. And then I get back into the jacuzzi. And then she leaves. She's going to put on some lip gloss. Maybe. That's what maybe she was doing. Make sure there's no black things in between her teeth. Yeah. I mean, you know, people like to be presentable. So uh, she comes back. And they, they, they were talking to this couple. Before you know it, she talked about kissing. And then she talked about kissing you. And I said, well, then go kiss her. And then her husband came over and he's like, what's going on here? Those two are going to kiss. And I said, you should get in on it. Well, then we kissed. Me and you? No, me and her kissed. I, I said, you should get in on that, Jeff. He's like, I don't know how to do that. I said, well, it's a three-person kiss. It's not that hard. Just do it. So then I walked around and I smushed all your heads together. And then Karen was like, this is weird. I don't know how to do this. Right? And yeah. then she broke apart. And that's when she started making out with me. Yeah, she gave me like a, a stink eye. Like it was like the three-person kiss was a, all, all my idea. And it was all my fault that it wasn't working out. Well, I got to be honest. After it didn't work, I did blame it on you. <laughs> Thank you. So she starts making out with you. That guy starts making out with you. I've known them for all of seven seconds. Right. And I look back at this poor couple that's sitting there with their clothes on who have obviously been waiting, wanting to be with this couple in some sort of sexual fashion. Uh huh. I'm not getting in the middle of this, these lovebirds. So we step out of the jacuzzi and the four of them. Their clothes get ripped off and they start going at it. Did we not introduce them and say, do you no, know No, we these didn't people? introduce them. They were talking before we oh, came over. Okay, but nothing, okay, they okay. Were, all their clothes were on. Yeah, and they yeah, were yeah. just They just got there. Thing. So they ripped their clothes off. We're out. Yeah. Off and, to dinner And again. we looked at them and we said, uh, you're welcome. <laughs> you're jo- welcome. The token phrase. Making the world a better place. <laughs> and your vacation. That's what we're here for. Yeah. I love it. It's not an easy job, but someone's got to do it. So we go to dinner. We run into Jeff and Karen, uh, waiting for my boyfriend to show up. Totally stood up. Very sad. Yeah, it was a sad day. But we did run into him on the way out. He was very sad to see me go. I mean, a lot you. He was very sad to see you go. He did hug you for a very, 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 very long time. He got like really apologetic. Well, he should. I mean, we had a relationship. Yeah, you just uh, whatever blew it. If I see him again, so help me God. I'm blowing him. <laughs> He's just giggly. That's what I used to like about him most. Before you broke up. I don't talk to him anymore. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you why. I don't want to get into it. It's just whatever. He has his life now. <laughs> I have mine. Okay. Let's just leave it at that. So okay. we get home that night, launch the podcasty thing, mm-hmm. right? So it was like midnight. You're like, do you want to fuck? All I want to do is fuck. <laughs> all I've wanted to do for the past three days is fuck. And all I've been able to do was jack off. 
And I start dirty talking to you. I was like, take his cock, take his cock. Oh, you like that guy's <laughs> cock in your mouth, don't you? Don't you? And then I bend you over and I put my penis inside of you and I start fucking you and I pump and come. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry I came. I came and once it's over. It's over. It's over now. I don't know what was funnier if you were just like, I'm sorry that was so fast or the WhatsApp message that you sent me the next day. What did I say? You were like, thanks for the six seconds. Of oh, yeah. Thank you for that. Last night. Thank you for the six seconds of sex last night. <laughs> oh, it's awesome. Thank you. It was awesome. <laughs> anyway, the point of all of this is this. It was a very exciting week and it was the perfect week to do airtight, to spread your ass wide open. But so what is this, right? I need two questions here. Do you need to warm up your ass? Yes, I need to warm it up. Why? Can't you just take like a Valium or something? Well, yeah, that would be part of warming up. No, you need to be spontaneously anal. That's a, how, okay. Give me, give me an example. Fuck my ass. <laughs> good morning. Good morning. Fuck my ass. Can you help me make the bed? Of course, honey. And also fuck my ass. It only lasts five or six seconds. So I don't really know what you're worried about. I am mad at it. <laughs> because I have another problem with you, especially with men when we're doing the workshop. Oh, I know where this is going. I've been asking for two years to make sure to touch the guy's butthole. You- yeah. Get nervous. Guess what? no one's making any noise. I get afraid to type, go down there and touch it. What is the reaction you're looking for when you're like, and brush over the anus? Are you are you waiting for a bunch of guys to go, oh my. <laughs> That's exactly what I want. <laughs> That's not I am happen. insecure too. I want, I need reassurance. Well, anyway, let's learn more about sphincters, prostates, and anal sex with women and anal sex with men while we're at it. Yeah. The stimulation, like what's good, but how? Well, we got to call Dr. Jeff. How? On on our pretend phone. Oh, no, I was saying it again. I was doing my line again. Listen, we have to make this as believable as possible so our listener thinks we're actually making a phone call. Okay. <laughs> I can't not laugh. Those were the sounds of dialing a phone because I'm too lazy to go look for those sound effects. We got to get back on this airtight track. I think I just need to start wearing a butt plug. I don't know why you don't wear a tail to the pool. I think I should. Hello. Hey, doctor. It's Richard and Lauren again. What's going on? It's great to hear from you again. No, wait. No, no, no. No, no, no. I called you. I called you. I set this up. Let me do this again. Hello. Hey, doc. Hi. What's up? It's Richard and Lauren again. We needed to talk to you. Hey, great to hear from you. What's on your mind? We have some questions. We were talking to each other. Do you know what airtight is? I have an idea, but you'd probably have to uh, clarify it. It's where you put a penis in any and every available orifice of Lauren's body. Not a medical term, by the way. <laughs> but, w- but where I learned it was in medical school when we were doing Doctors Without Borders. Do you remember that, Doc? We were in Thailand. You said, I want to hire the oldest hooker that they have. Not because I want to have sex with her, but because I want to boost her ego. So you did, and you wound up fucking her anyway. <laughs> I'm not sure if I remember this exactly that. You remember this. We were like, wow, you brought a whole new life back into her, both figuratively and literally, because you had to use the defibrillator on her. (laughs) Do you remember? Uh, The details are a little shady in my memory. It might not have been you. 
All right. Yeah. This is our question. Do you know? So you know what airtight is? We are trying to get Lauren to go airtight. Now, I know that Karen is there with you. Say hi, Karen. Hi. One of the things that I wanted to talk about was anal in general. And by the way, if it's okay with you, Karen, your hubby is a perfect specimen to be one of those three penises. Yes. But you guys can talk about that on your own time. Yes. What we want to talk about tonight is the ripping and the tearing. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, are you familiar with the ripping and the tearing? Yeah, their famous uh, hedonism video. Yes. Yeah. Now, I want to tell you a little story. This is my backstory and my introduction to anal. <laughs> when I was young, I had a neighbor. His name was Todd. And Todd came over to me and he was like, hey, Matt, my dad has porn and I want you to see it. Now, at this point, I knew what sex was, but I had never seen sex before. Uh -huh. So the VHS comes into the lives of every human being and just shatters our world. No longer do we have to go to a porn theater and jerk off next to each other in seats. Now we can watch it in the comfort of our own home. So I said, hey, I want to see. I've heard about it. Uh -huh. First thing that I ever see, he puts in the VCR. There is a girl. Now, remember, this is probably in the 80s. So they're both very hairy. <laughs> okay? I can only imagine. So that was number one. And then when she finished, he said to her these exact words, go get nail clippers and a stick of butter and come back here. <laughs> and then she comes back. Oh, Lord. And he says, clip my nails and then stick that, that stick of butter up my ass. <laughs> this was my first introduction to not only porn, but also anal. My first question is this. <laughs> Doctor, does butter make a good lubricant? <laughs> uh, it, it wouldn't be ideal, no. Too fattening? <laughs> yes. Yeah. yes. Yeah, it goes right to, right to your hips. <laughs> Here's a couple of questions. Before we get into the male side of anal, Lauren had said to me, because of the ripping and the tearing, I am afraid that I am going to afterwards start pooping like a bird. <laughs> Meaning... She has no control over her bowels. Is that something that would happen? No, that, that should not happen under regular circumstances. <laughs> uh, I, I would say no, you're right. I would not anticipate that. Like how big of a circumference can I stick in my butthole? Surprisingly Safely. pretty, Safely. pretty big. I mean, they're. The muscles that surround the anus, which is what we're talking about, how much they'll dilate, they dilate pretty well, especially under the right circumstances where someone was, was highly relaxed. When we do sigmoidoscopies and colonoscopies, you know, there is some dilation that has to go along there. And surprisingly, there's a real elasticity to that muscle fiber. Yeah, there's definitely a limit, but it might be bigger than you, you may think initially. Without an epidural or some sort of dilation, or anything. Why would you need an epidural for anal? Are I you out of your mind? I just get afraid. I've only not, okay. We're talking about butt plugs here, Doc. Like she's afraid of a butt plug because we want to use it to try to get her dilated. Sure. Right now, you're at zero centimeters. <laughs> I need you like three or four centimeters. Is that a lot of centimeters, Doc? <laughs> Four, four centimeters is a pretty good size. That's, uh, yeah. All right, two. I'll take two. I will take you at two centimeters. Pretty, that's a lot of dilation. That's more than you'd need, I would expect. You definitely need to start out a little smaller, and then you can graduate up bigger and bigger. If I have a butt plug, right, and I've heard different things where you're supposed to wear it for like 20 minutes and then have anal, is this a myth? I think that's probably a good strategy. You're dealing with two different muscles 
at the anus, right? So one is voluntary and one's involuntary. So the involuntary one, which is inside, that's probably the one you're going to kind of train to be a little bit more loose. The voluntary one, uh, I would say you, that would just take a little uh, psychological concentration. But I, I think overall, the question is, would that help? It probably would help. Yes. And I want to get to Karen in a second. Yeah, she has a lot to say about that. I, I know. I know. But first, I want to I want to read you something that I found. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Back pussy. <laughs> The heinous booty buttonhole, asturbator, whistle winker, backdecker bash, rear rocket, dock, bazooka box, bum, cummer, pucker, fucker, fanny festival, rim winker, fifth base, rusty wagon wheel, butt pirate, and brown eye. Are you familiar with any of those words? Yeah, I don't know. Those are those are all new to me, but I might know the source of them. You are correct. That was your wife, oh. Doc. Your wife <laughs> sent me your wife sent me that list of names for rectums. I want to ask you guys a personal question. If you don't want to answer, you don't have to. Okay. But if you if you don't answer, I'm going to match your voice and make it sound like you said it anyway. Okay. <laughs> okay. Do you guys have anal sex? Yeah. You do? Right. Like a lot? We actually really enjoy that. Do you only do that? <laughs> no, no. Not exclusively. Are rectums in women shaped differently than they are in men? Not as a whole. Now, you know, the rectum... As a whole... I'm sorry. I had to. I mean, if you said on average, they're going to be smaller, but I mean. No. I had a friend tell me once who happened to be gay and loved having things in his ass. He said that man's behanuses go up, but women's, hold on, women's whistle winkers (laughs) take a sharp, take a sharp left. (laughs) (laughs) And left. And left is the back. No. That's the last time I take advice from a gay man. I'm telling you, it's a social organ, right? So it's a... It likes to have parties. <laughs> I know, it's social. Is it easier to enter the anus for a woman when she has been stimulated in her vagina? Some merit to that because I think you you are more open then. You're more relaxed. You're more open. You're in that sexual vibe. You're accepting your... Hoary. Like a hoe. Like a hoe. <laughs> <laughs> How much lube do you go through in a normal session? An entire bottle? (laughs) (laughs) One or two sticks of butter. Yeah. How much butter do you go through? Butter. Actually, that kind of sounded good. (laughs) 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 It would get all nice and melty. The bottom line lube is you should use a lot of it. Too much lube is still not enough lube. Never enough. Right. It really is not. There's no natural lubrication. Not yet, but I think we'll evolve as as a species. (laughs) Well, we should anyway. Our children's children will. What I'm hearing here is a very experienced, handsome, who is experienced in this region. And knows how to do the loop. I think that there's no one else better for the anal position of of airtight than Dr. Jeff. Here's a situation, right? Yeah. We are one cock shy of uh, airtight. Yeah. That's if Dr. Jeff takes the anus. Mm-hmm. Now I. Okay. Yeah. You want to put a position. Yeah. I'm putting. Yeah. My, no, I think it's it. I'm putting my best fighter pilot up front. <laughs> or do I put him in the back? I think you should put him in the back. <laughs> <laughs> the caboose. Yeah. So anyway, we have to find someone else as easygoing as that who will get either the mouth or the vagina. We can do this. We got this. You got it? Yeah. You and I are just going to go rally around the pool together. I mean, I can bring a clipboard if you want. PowerPoint presentation. All right. So now I have to get into the male side of this. 
I want to talk about the prostate. Oh, I want you to. A lot of men are missing out on this. Well, yeah, I think so. And I want to hear, because he is a certified massage therapist, yeah. and I want to know what his thoughts are. <laughs> I think a lot of men are afraid of the prostate. Prostate. Are we talking about prostate? We are talking about prostates and how sensitive they are. Because this is one thing that the women, that men have that the women do not have. So they can't relate. Yes, I relate. understand. But, this is why you but, can't relate to me as a sensitive prostate man. I'm prostate sensitive. Yeah. When you're going through your prostate cycles. Is that right next to the balls? The prostate's inside. Prostate's inside of you like the force. <laughs> how, do, how do you get to it? Yoda teaches you how to get there. <laughs> I think with your pinky, but that's a question I have. With practice. That's how you get there. <laughs> Ask him when he did it in his rotation and residency. Yes. How did you get the interns when you gave them prostate exams? But seriously, as a microbiologist, can you educate us a little bit more on the prostate? It is called the sacred spot. That's what they call it in yoga talk. That was your yoga teacher. That was a special yoga retreat. Doctor, are you still with us? I, I, I'm listening. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to formulate the answer, but I want to answer the question. That's did we ask the question yet? I'm not sure. Are we are we asking about whether men can enjoy additional stimulation because of uh, some kind of palpation or touching of the prostate versus the usual all external stimulation? That's a great question. That doctor. is a that's a very very trustworthy and noble way to say, will you stick a finger in my ass? Yeah. Can I, t- can I tickle it? What's the answer, Doc? <laughs> so the answer is that, uh, yes, many men will say that that particular activity is highly pleasurable. And I would agree that that is not necessary for everyone. There are some interesting kind of homophobic reservations people have about that particular activity. It's pleasurable. I mean, it, there is a, a yeah. pleasurable... Uh, I would say yes, it probably is an area that I think the majority of men who can get over their hangups about the idea probably do enjoy that as a pleasurable act. Now, yes. I enjoy coming with finger in my ass, stroking my prostate. I, I'm not, listen, I'm not going to say it happens every day, every month, or even every couple of months, because frankly, I think it's because you don't love me enough. Mm. But it is one of the most intense <laughs> orgasms that I, as a man, can have. And I would like everyone to at least experience it once. Yes, what it comes attached to that is some sort of homophobia that is just attached to it. Yeah. I think most men that have had the experience that you're describing would, would echo that so yeah it's amazing it's it's amazing i think every guy should try it and take the sexual preference part of it just away it just has nothing to do with it nothing at all what is it so again, if you look at, again, what we, we call the homunculus, which is the kind of the area of the brain where nerve endings kind of like report back to the brain, is an interesting picture. You know, you look at it, you Google it, what the homunculus is. That's a funny word. <laughs> homunculus is the, it, it's an interesting picture because it's a, it's a snapshot of the brain that's taken in like cross-section. And there's a picture of a human body along the side. And the idea is that the areas of the brain that are most stimulated by different areas, including our lips, the tips of our fingers, the tips of our penis, the tips of the nipples are tended to be overly accentuated. The area of the brain that is actually stimulated by the prostate is actually fairly large, which again, only tells us that there's a lot of 
neurologic feedback to that area. So if you had a, some kind of stimulation of that, it would no doubt probably register either negatively or positively, but there would certainly be a lot of the interaction. You'd actually get a lot of sense of it. And then I think if you found it pleasurable, if it were actually stimulating the areas of the brain that we looked at as pleasure centers, what we call the amygdala, you probably would say, yeah, that's a, probably a, a pleasurable area. I don't think you can compare that to like the glands penis, right? The tip of the penis that doesn't really compare but it certainly would be an area where there is some positive stimulation i would guess if somebody does want to try it where do they have to go <laughs> how deep is that i will tell you that um the prostate is not very hard to reach right so in any kind of general physical examination uh the prostate exam is part of a, a real thorough physical examination most people will individuals including you know, people with smaller digits can easily reach the prostate with the index finger usually up to the second joint which we call the, the proximal interphalangeal joint mm-hmm. one finger to the second digit lauren you're exactly right my inner phalangeal knuckle you got it right so you have four you have three phalanx with your proximal phalangeal, your middle phalanx, and your distal phalanx. You have a distal interphalangeal joint, and you have a proximal interphalangeal joint. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to cut all of that stuff out, Doc. <laughs> Great, okay. These Sorry people don't want medical lesson. They just want their assholes rubbed. Anyway, you don't have to go all the way up there. It doesn't have to be a fist. Your wife or your girlfriend doesn't have to strap something on to reach it. A lot of men and women sometimes, but a lot of men get very grossed out by the the rectum area. That's one thing that yeah. makes it unpleasant. But what I want the doc to touch on briefly is the end of the anus is, from what I understand, one of the cleanest parts of the anus. Do you know what I'm talking about? I think I know what you're referring to. Yeah. Well, I think that people think that it just collects poop down there. It's a it's an interesting statistic to know that the mouth mm-hmm. has probably three times the bacterial content as the anus and even in the introduction to the rectum. Remember that the rectum is actually a... You're not going to use any no, of this No, I am, stuff, I am, so I am, I am, I am. Uh, the, the rectum is really a social organ, right? So it is generally empty. It's empty almost all right. the time. Of course, fecal matter is about one third bacteria. So that certainly is not clean in any way. Right. But your body has this beautiful ability to kind of cleanse right. things. And so as it cleanses, yes, in many ways, the rectum once cleansed, once empty, as it typically is, is probably is definitely it's cleaner than your mouth. There is a sense of like, oh, it's so filthy, but it's really not. I mean, that's not the case. But we're all relative. Your mouth is filthy. So if you say the rectum is cleaner than your mouth, that doesn't mean that it's clean. It's just means it's cleaner than your mouth. That's where I make Lauren kiss me goodnight every night. Yeah. That's Be- nice. That's, because that's a hot thought right there. I, I say you kiss me in the clean spot. <laughs> Don't come near my mouth. I need you to kiss my asshole. <laughs> Well, I I think it's good that people know that there is pleasure in the prostate and it doesn't make you homosexual and uh, you don't have to go up there with a baseball bat or anything crazy that's scary. And it is even cleaner than your mouth. Look, that's not to say a little wipey wouldn't kill you. A little (laughs) handy wipe. A little handy wipe doesn't kill anybody. (laughs) Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, get it. Get it good. That's just etiquette. All right, what room are you in? 2304. What room are you in? 2215. 1014. 25. 69. 2403. You're having a good trip because you don't remember. This is kind of a personal question, but do you, not you in particular, sir, do you have anal sex? Sometimes. 
Do either of you do anal? Yes. Anal sex? Every time I let him. We have. Anal sex. Uh, I don't receive it so far. Not yet, but fingers crossed. Would you be open to using butter as your lubricant? Ooh, that's a tough one. No. Would you use butter? No. Stick of butter up your ass. Up my ass? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Butter in your butt. I'd give it a try. So would I. Butter as your lubricant. Yes. Butter up your butt. Butter as a lubricant. Nothing. (laughs) (laughs) We've done that, haven't we? You've done it? You've used butter? We've used butter. We've used everything. I'd let her do it. (laughs) And I'd do it. What room are you guys in? 69. 69. (laughs) If you were to do anal, would you be open to using butter as your lubricant? No? I'm vegan. Because, oh, because you're vegan. (laughs) Do you know where the prostate is? Yes. Does he enjoy his prostate being tickled? I think he does. Do you know where your prostate is? Yes. Do you think it's anything for any guy to be afraid of? No. Do you like your prostate tickled? Yes. Do you like your prostate tickled? You don't have a prostate. That was a trick question. (laughs) When I say, are you part of the ripping and the tearing, do you know what that means? No. Do you know what the ripping and the tearing is? Not yet. Ripping and the tearing is? No. Ripping and tearing is? No. It sounds horrible. Do you know what ripping and tearing no. is? Does that mean anything to you? Some clip of something I saw. Yes, yeah. yes, you are correct. It does not sound that fun. Ripping and tearing. Do you know what that means if I say that? Something to do with recycling, I think. That is so far off. <laughs> it's not even close. <laughs> All right, and we started. Stop doing that with your hands. It <laughs> looks stupid. Doing, I was doing my starting calisthenic. I appreciate it. <laughs> no one else can see you. So uh, I'm in a post of video. Hi. Hi. How are you? I've got a breath. <laughs> oh, God. I said all of that without taking a breath. We're going to talk about being out of breath. So how's your week been? It's been fun, I guess, so far. You're lying to everyone, Lauren. Okay. I want to bring up this this topic that we haven't really talked about. We had a private, which we do sometimes. We've been known every now and again to do a private for a, a couple that's like, we'll make an exception, sort of. Right, because it got really busy and we only have a few days that we can actually do our real life and do this podcast thing and get everything together. So every once in a while, people are like, hey, we'd like to do a workshop in private because we're kind of shy. We don't want to come to the workshop. And we say, okay, we just want to make sure you're not murderers. Right. That's sort of how it works out. So to, we get a call. <laughs> we get a call and they're like, hey, there's a couple that wants a private. We're like, all right, well, you know the rules. We have to meet them first. You know, they're not crazy. So we do that and we show up to the hotel to the hottest couple ever. <laughs> ever. It's hard to not have a reaction because you're only human in the exactly. end, right? Exactly. And they're like, hey, we're interested in a private. Yes, we'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if you're to, crazy. I know we're like trying to carry a poker face. But I don't care if you're crazy. Like, yeah, like they're just a sexy couple. There's like tattoos. Yeah, and, like, and we're just... like, then I'm overselling. <laughs> I mean, not. And they're completely sort of. No, I mean, they were legit and we were legit. Right, they Everything were legit. legit. They weren't like, uh, yeah, so I was looking for someone to fuck my wife. <laughs> you don't mind these video cameras, do you? Yeah, which that did actually happen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, so they they weren't like. No, they're real people. He wanted a, he really wanted to have her worship. We go into the workshop and we do the, the workshoppy thing and it gets pretty steamy. Yeah. Right. And yeah. you're trying to to hold that line of we're doing we're providing a service here. Yeah. But we're not going across that line. So then afterwards, we sort of all gather outside on the porch and just sort of take a deep breath. And they were like, um, we wouldn't mind if we <laughs> kept going. <laughs> would you guys be would uh, you guys be into like, 
hanging around some more. So we made this stupid rule. We're like, well, we're kind of up here on business and we don't like to really mix business with pleasure. So I guess if we went down to the jacuzzi, had one, one drink, drink and then came back up here, that would separate it. Sure. It right. sounds reasonable then. And now when you say it back, it sounds ridiculous. <laughs> sounds like a five-year-old made that rule. But we did that rule anyway. <laughs> I need to tell our listener this. So I had been on Zola for, I think, 47 years. They gave me... <laughs> in utero. <laughs> it was... Yes. Yes. I was on antidepressants, <laughs> injected into my mother's breast milk. <laughs> and that's how I started taking Zola. Anyway, so I just decided, you know what? I am going to come off because I've tried to come off of the Zola for a bunch of times, but the side effects of coming off an antidepressant sometimes, they're just horrible. Yeah. It's like getting blood in and blood out. A little different. One is violent and horrific. <laughs> part of a gang initiation. <laughs> part of a gang initiation. And the other one's a pharmaceutical. <laughs> So, so I same, usually, same. I, yeah, so I usually quit trying to quit. This is what happened. When you come off of this drug, this particular drug, Zoloft, it does have a side effect that numbs your penis. So my penis has been numb for 20 years. I come off of it and I immediately start noticing that I'm becoming a premature ejaculator. Now, I'm not really a premature ejaculator, but it is. It's fast. It was faster. Right. Yeah. And it's okay with me because it's me. Yeah. Because you want as least amount of time. <laughs> I said no. I set you up for that one. I get it. Now, she's super in shape, super athletic. Mm-hmm. I wound up having the sex with her. After the drink. Yeah. Yeah. We went back up and it started, started to get out of breath. Cardio is not your jam. Cardio is not really my jam. This gal <laughs> and this guy are built like Olympic athletes. <laughs> right. So now I have two problems. I'm in cardiac failure. <laughs> and... I could not not come. Just, yeah. <laughs> and even the dude was like, that's it. Now I'm a sweaty, out of breath, premature ejaculator. Oh, God. This is my new life. This is your life off antidepressants. Are you like, this whole time, are you like, what up, penis? No, because I knew it was happening. I knew what was happening. No, not with her. Just like the whole time that you haven't been so sensitive down there. Well, you there. forget about it. It becomes normal, right? It's so strange. So then when I actually talked to a doctor about it, he was like, yeah, what you're feeling now is normal. You've been so desensitized. Now you have to deal with it like the rest of us, asshole. <laughs> and I was like, oh, well, that sort of makes sense, <laughs> I guess. But for this, because I'm worried about my heart, I think this is what they mean. Ask your doctor if your heart is healthy enough to have sex. I yeah. don't think, I think that I should be, I'm going to call my cardiologist. Do you remember <laughs> the cardiologist that we found in the pool? Yeah. You called him your cardiologist. I made him my cardiologist. Yeah, All right. Do, 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 <laughs> do, do. Those are pretend phone numbers. Now I'm going to put in a thing where a phone's ringing. You know, I think I'm going to do is from now on, just have sex on my back and make the woman do everything. Or whoever's on top of me. Because it's good for my back. You have a bad back. Don't you body shame me. That's body shaming. Tell me you have a... Hashtag body shaming. I will get my team of lawyers on you. I will. Jacoby and Myers. Ever heard of them? Hamlin. Hamlin, Hamlin, McGill. <laughs> yep. Really tight with Judge Judy. Don't screw with my legal team. Hello. Hey. Hi. Hey, how's it going? If everybody doesn't know, which you shouldn't know. Why would you? This is my doctor. How is he my doctor? Because I made him my doctor. Yeah. Now, not a lot of people know this, but I am in pretend heart failure. <laughs> oh, God. I, I think more people know than you might want to admit. Yeah, well. You don't look it. You can't tell coronary artery disease from the outside. And me as a doctor, yeah. 
at, I believe, doctor as a doctor. Would you agree with that, Doc? I'd agree with that. You can't see that from the outside. I never knew it when I looked at you. Right. So you, <laughs> But now you know that I, in fact, do have pretend coronary artery disease. I had a little bit of a, of a heart issue, right? And that's yeah. how we found you. You guys, a very handsome couple. Thank you. In and around the pool at Desire Pearl. Lauren swam up to me. Well, she didn't swim. Nobody really swims at Desire. They just sort of float around. But Lauren came up to me, and this was during one of my... Panic days about your heart. And you should know this, Doc. Yeah, you were a little worried. You were a little worried that day. I, I have a heart attack almost every day. <laughs> oh my God, it's so true. That's so I should true. go more often. Yes, you should. This would be good for me. So Lauren was like, hey, hey, there's a cardiologist in the pool. And my reaction, where is he? <laughs> Which one? Which Point one? Him out. Point him out. Now, when you approach any doctor and you start asking about medical advice, it's like, dude, I'm on vacation. <laughs> Do not do this. You were an open book, man. I think if you had your equipment Aww. with you... I, I go bring it next time. I'm bringing it. Listen, that would be great. We have some good equipment. He does. I've seen <laughs> him naked. <laughs> that was my line. I was gonna say that. Stop bragging, doctor. Oh, my <laughs> Alright, now here are a few oh, things God. that I want to go over because okay. we had talked briefly, not only about my own problems, both physically and mentally. Imaginatively. I have EKGs to prove you wrong. Okay? That's okay. all I'm saying. And I will say this is also proof. When I go to that jacuzzi at RM, uh-huh. which is like, I think, nine stories high. Yes. It's like climbing a castle. <laughs> Rapunzel. Yeah. And we live in a three-story house. Now, that sounds big and grand. However, I need you to picture it like a lighthouse. <laughs> we basically... <laughs> Whenever I make it up to bed, I almost die. That's just the truth. Whenever I go up to the jacuzzi, and I said this before, I need a Sherpa. Yeah, he takes his, uh, blood, yeah. his like, what, heart rate or whatever. Yeah, I take my pulse. Yeah. yeah. Don't, I can't afford one right now. This is what I wanted to talk to you about. I was having okay. sex with this, this person, and it wasn't my wife because she doesn't have sex with me. But I was having <laughs> sex with this person. <laughs> I was trying really, really hard because I wanted to impress her. Yeah. She was a bit on the younger side. Yeah, I just wanted to be, yeah. I, I was trying to impress her. This story, by the way, ends with me premature ejaculating and out of breath. <laughs> so I don't know if that has anything to do with my heart. Yeah, that might be normal. Is that one of the reasons they say, ask your doctor if you're healthy enough for sex is because the cardio involved <laughs> is, is so rigorous? It's ridiculous. It can be. It can be. But if you run a sprint, you're going to be out of breath. You could get your heart rate up in a couple of minutes, depending on how hard you're working out. You're an in-shape guy. You're an in-shape gal. I imagine you guys have some pr pretty rigorous sex. Do you ever get out of breath? Uh, yeah. Sure. And it doesn't scare you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it depends. I mean, Actually, having sex makes your heart healthy. There is a statistic uh, that says having sex at least two or three times a week reduces your risk of having coronary artery disease. Yeah. Is that true? Absolutely. Doc, if I'm not able to do that, can I swap that out with jerking off, say, 10 times a week and it would be the same? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, having sex with another person, you're using your whole body. I get it. I was asking for a friend. <laughs> Wait, let's let the heart doctor answer that. I'm, I'm just chiming in. but So pretty much don't have to worry too much. 
Here's why. If you think about like normal activity being like somebody sitting in a chair. I'm great at that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's my jam. Like thought of as like regular activity. Walking up a flight of stairs, one flight of stairs is like two, three times that amount. Sex is supposed to be probably somewhere in the middle, like walking on level ground. If you're with this other lady you're talking about, maybe you're. Yeah, I think it was jogging. She was like power walking. <laughs> yeah. No, you didn't. She was power walking. Yeah. That's what she was. Yeah. Like like the Olympic power walkers, you had that look going on at the same time? He totally did. He was doing that where they lift their toes up really far. (laughs) Putting the heel down first. How does a person with a very weak heart have sex? Do they just lie there like me? (laughs) Starfish. There were studies that looked at like what somebody's heart rate does and what their blood pressure does with sex. Uh And they... Or somebody was thinking and they said, well, let's change the study and say, what if the guy's on the bottom? How's it different? <laughs> yeah, it ends up that it's about the same for both. All right. The one yeah. other thing that I want our listener to hear, because it's something that we touched on at Desire. And I think it's really interesting. You and I specifically started talking about sort of the hangups people have about the use of or asking for or anything that sort of revolves around Viagra, Cialis, any of these drugs that help helps guys keep their dicks hard. hard. Now, full disclosure, I am looking for a Pez dispenser (laughs) to hold... To hold my Viagra. I don't want anyone to think that I am afraid to admit. The only thing that could make them better is if they candy coat them. Yeah. Or chocolate. Chocolate. Yeah. It'd be fantastic. What is the stigma with the whole Viagra Cialis thing? Because they're sneaking these pills in their mouth. At the resort, you see them? They're not pulling it out like Advil. So do you find that stigma a lot? We do. Well, I, I think everybody has it, just like in general practice, primary care type stuff. But, you know, on the cardiology side, they do. You know, sex is a big thing to, to talk about for anybody. People don't feel comfortable talking about sex in general. Um, and then also, they're at least wrong in their mind about having erectile dysfunction. Like failure in our field. I, was... I also feel like dysfunction should be taken out. That is. You that's know, a good point. You know, when we go to our next... Where do doctors go? Conferences. Oh, conference, conference. When we get to our next yeah. conference, Doc, you and I. We should have a new dictionary of terms. Erectilely challenged. Unmotivated. Yeah, sleepy. Sleepy. As someone who's, <laughs> as someone who's not a, a hard doctor, I think the use of Viagra and Cialis is more, way more mainstream than we realize. Like, I think... Sure. Well, yeah, because everybody's taking it. But even when they talk about it, they're like, hey, man, what's, what's going on? You live here. Hey, listen... Can you get me some Viagra? <laughs> <laughs> it, it always comes in a whisper. Yeah, it always comes in a whisper. I'm like, I, yeah, I just go to the pharmacy, get some. What do you? Or I have some in my bag. What do you want? I, I have different right. colors. What do you need? We'll see people in clinic or when they're an inpatient on the in the hospital and bring it up until maybe the very last part of the visit, and they're like, oh, one other thing, you know. And I, I almost expect it to the point where a lot of times I just bring up the subject, you know, if they're starting to hint that way, you know, I try to help. I imagine their doctor would talk about it because they talk about it much more than people think. You right? heard it all, right? We we hear it all the time. I was told that 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 Viagra is sort of close to what they would give patients when they had angina. Do I say angina? How do you say it? Angina. Is that true? No, not really. Okay, moving um, on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. In fact, those two medications you can't put together. If you take too many. What side effects? You have side effects of flushing, headache, 
heartburn, you get sensitivity to light. So if you're looking at lights, they might seem a lot brighter than usual. Um, sometimes you can get blue vision. Uh, the blue vision is kind of unique, but it's not uh, harmful. It's just uh, interesting that the blue pill and blue vision. How many do I have to take before I die? What if you take too much? Well, well, first of all, you're, you're going all out at that point. We get that. But all kidding aside, you can have a permanent erection, which sounds good, but it's not. It's from scarring, and it can be really painful. So uh, don't take too much. Don't take the entire Pez dispenser worth. That can happen. You can also have a permanent loss of vision. So whatever you do, just take what you're supposed to take. Do not take too much. It won't do anything for you. So snorting it is not a good idea. Off my ass. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't had people do that. Not yet. <laughs> That's right. There's not sufficient data to support. No, but we should make it. <laughs> we should do that. We're yeah. going to write a, what are we going to write? Abstract. Project. And we're going to write an abstract. We're going to present a meeting. In our conference. <laughs> there have been people. In the jacuzzi and they like, oh God, I think I got some of that bad liquor. Yeah. Like, I think I, I, we're like, I, what are you talking about? I think about? I got roofied. Yeah. And what I think happened was is possibly you have low blood pressure, you've taken 19 Cialis, you've been drinking, and you got in the hot tub and your blood pressure went... Do you think that's that's a pretty good assessment? Yeah, absolutely. That's the same thing. I mean, that's what they taught us in school. Uh, you and me. You, and <laughs> I mean, I, you, you remember. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. yeah. I Honestly, Lauren, yeah, you, I really think that I should apply for the doctor job. I at, think you... Yeah. Maybe it could be like a more late afternoon doc. But I'll definitely carry the bag. And I'll definitely just, wear the white white jacket, right? Yeah. Naked underneath. Yeah, but no pants. There's no need. So I'll be yeah, the no. resident naked yeah. doctor. Physicals are free. <laughs> this is one of the other things that we, we had touched on. And I, I try to tell this to every person that I know who is erectilely challenged. I don't care if you take one Cialis or a hundred Cialis. If your brain does not want to cooperate with your penis, oh. it will not cooperate. Today we had the uh, we had the mail session at RM today, RM. so we had the uh, worshiping the mail session, and there was one particular couple in there. I don't know how to put it. I love them. Yeah, I was so. I, I just I I love them. I would have left you in a second if they were like, "Hey, we're Polly. We want you in our relationship, but you have to leave Lauren." I'd be like, "Lauren who? Lauren who?" <laughs> but anyway, um, I was my my, and it was a very stressful day, and. I was behind her and rubbing and doing stuff. And Lauren was on top of him. And it was, Im image-wise, so exhilarating. And I looked at my penis and thought, are you seeing this? <laughs> are you? What the, <laughs> what the fuck, man? Seriously. Getting erection is both uh, physical and mental. Both are important. Both are necessary. Once that happens, there's this chemical reaction where you release a chemical, nitric oxide, allows a smooth muscle relax get a flush of blood and the erection occurs. Later, all those natural chemicals get broken down and the erection goes away. Well, that's where Viagra comes into play. It keeps that breakdown reaction from happening. It's really like this subconscious nature. If there's any stress, you can't get hard. You could wake up in the middle of the night not remembering anything in, in your heart. And other times you're like in, in the sexiest, hottest situation going and you're like, what's going on? Where were you? Come, wake the fuck up. Yeah, wake, wake the, the fuck, fuck up. up. Yeah. <laughs> You see what's going on here. 
but um, very normal. Guys can perform all the time, meaning, you know, they get hard and they, they do everything they want to. And then there might be this one moment, things just don't line up. Maybe the blood pressure's not there. Maybe they had a little bit more to drink that day. Maybe they're a little stressed. Ten minutes later, things are working again. That's one of the things that I really love about the workshop on guy day, because I would say 99% of the guys, 99% of the times we do it, always get hard. And because we... Because they're so relaxed. So yeah. relaxed. They're so, 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 so relaxed. Yeah, you know, the whole atmosphere is, is conducive to that, just letting go and not thinking about all those things that they're thinking about that cause all the problems, right? All right. Now, I want to talk about you guys. So how many times have you guys been to Desire? And have you only been to Pearl or did you, have you gone to RM? I think we've been four times now. And okay. only to Pearl. We visited RM on a day pass. First time I went to Disney World, true, and I was in Disney World, I was like, this is the fucking happiest place <laughs> on earth. <laughs> And then I went to Desire as an adult, got naked, and there was I saw people fucking, and my dick was hard 24-7. And I had said, this is the happiest place on Earth. When are you guys coming back? We are coming back in July. Doc, how large is the machine that you need for it for an echocardiogram? You can get a small one. We might be able to get in the laptop size. Interesting. Ooh. This is the first one you're gonna do fully nude. Karen, will you be my nurse? I will be your nurse. Lauren, sure. will you be the other nurse? Yeah, like a naughty nurse. Oh, oh yeah. that sounds like fun. Can we dress up? Yes, yeah. we have to. Oh, yay. So uh, we will see you then. Bring as much equipment as you can. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Otherwise, we'll, I'll get someone to come to the hotel with, with the equipment. You tell me what you need, and I will get it there. That's what happens That's nice. when you book with Room 77. <laughs> you get a free echocardiogram. Book we... now. Free echocardiogram with every four days. <laughs> with naughty nurses. Yes, with naughty nurses. Oh, my gosh. That sounds like so much fun. How is your heart health? Do you get out of breath like me when you have sex? Always. I feel like I'm going to die. Depends on the day. <laughs> when you walk up to this jacuzzi, do you get out of breath? Yes. Do you get out of breath from having sex? But I do do altitude training every now and then, so then I'm fine. You do altitude training. Does that mean that you can make it up to this jacuzzi without getting out of breath? Because I have to summit it like Mount Everest. That's why they have the little landing. That's the resting point. It's it's summit one. Right. That's where me and my Sherpa rest. Us too. Yes. <laughs> Have you ever taken Cialis or Viagra? No. If I made them out of chocolate, would you take them? Yes. Would you pay more if they were chocolate-coated? Probably, yes. So would I. Viagra, you've taken in one day. Uh, two pills of Viagra. 100 milligrams. I'm way above that. Don't worry, I'm not dead yet. Have you ever taken a Viagra? No, but I've taken a C. I'm sure I would enjoy more. <laughs> if I chocolate-coated the Viagra, would you take them? Yes. I don't need it. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> not with a stick of butter, you're not. <laughs> and you. All right. So what have we learned, Lauren? I know I've learned one thing. It is okay to be out of breath when you're having sex. And it is okay to ask your doctor to give you a bunch of pills to give you an erection. They may not have a pest dispenser like you like. Don't be afraid. Yeah, it's fine. What else have we learned? Um, we also learned that butter is probably not the best lubricant. We also learned that guys doesn't make you gay, even if you do get that prostate rubbed with another 12-inch cock. <laughs> 
does I, not make you gay. No, but it is a pleasurable spot. And as far as the ripping and the tearing goes, not really going to happen regardless of what size penis you have sex with, but it would be good to stretch you out a little. There's different reasons for wearing the butt plug more to mentally get ready for it as much as it is widening you, which is the exact opposite, I thought. Huh. I learned that. Well, that was great. If it wasn't for us, you wouldn't have learned that. <laughs> no, I wouldn't have learned that. I'm proud of us Yay. for doing that. All right, really quick, we want to tell you about the affiliate program and the stuff we're adding. We've added transportation, so... We partnered with um, a company here. If you book seven nights or more with us, we will throw in free round-trip private transportation. Free! With that buddy, Jose. He yes. drives a pickup. You'll be in the back. No, that's not true. <laughs> so he has, awesome. No, he has a van. Yeah. Not a windowless <laughs> white van. It's nothing like that. It's actually... But he has a transportation company, and he's on our website. And uh, we also started a Use Us program. We're here. I'm excited about this one. So Use Us. We are here in Puerto Rico. So if you book through us, we want you to use us. We like being used. I love it. So use us. Want us to go to the pharmacy? Use us. You want us to... Pick up liquor that they don't have at that Desire or whatever? Let us know. If you're interested in booking at Desire, we will make sure you have a fantastic time while you're there. We'll do our best. Go to our website, room77podcast.com, and check out Lauren's box. You click through Lauren's box. Help us out. Uh, we make 10% commission. Cost you nothing. And you get the same rates and the same cool deals that Desire is offering. It doesn't screw anything up. Meanwhile, make sure to go visit us on Twitter at Room77Podcast and Instagram at Room77Podcast. All right. And on Facebook, which we're sometimes on. <laughs> or email us. And I also want to give a shout out to our Patreon supporter, Tom. Thank you, Tom. Again, Tom, I don't know why you're sending strangers money, but thank you. Thank you. Thank you for thank that. Thank you for that. We appreciate it. But seriously, stop sending money to strangers. And that about does it for us. For more information, photos, or to contact us, go to room77podcast.com. Thanks for stopping by Room 77. We had a blast. Now get your clothes and get out. <laughs>